Welcome to Ready for Change, the podcast dedicated to preparing and equipping you with the tools needed for changes within your industry. I'm your host, Mike Jarmus, and on this podcast, we'll be featuring special guests who are experts in business, retail, and finance. They will share their stories, wisdoms, and insights on changes occurring within their own industries. We'll cover other topics like market trends, technology, news, and innovation in various industries. Thanks for tuning in this week. Now let's get started. Have you ever found yourself inventing or innovating a new concept only to find out it's been created before? Or have you tried to create a new concept, but you aren't quite sure how to get to that breakthrough idea? If you're experiencing this, you just might be stuck within the innovators matrix. On today's episode, our special guest is Joe Kim. He'll be explaining what the innovators matrix is and diving into how you can escape it. Here at Glory, Joe is the Vice President of Innovation and Chief Question Asker for Glory Global Solutions International Business. His responsibilities include managing the long-term innovation pipeline, promoting a culture of innovation within the company, and aligning Glory's innovation efforts around the globe. Joe has been working in innovation for the past 12 years, helping companies in various industries address innovation challenges. Thanks for joining us today, Joe. Thanks for having me, Mike. I've had the opportunity to hear you present the Innovators Matrix and thought it was an interesting way to discuss innovation. What inspired you to add your twist to it? Well, many years ago, I was invited to teach a course on innovation for a master's program in Mexico. And I really was looking for a simple way to explain this journey of innovation, as well as the mindset it takes to be successful in innovation. I'm a big fan of the Matrix movies, And as I thought about Neo's journey, it occurred to me that it's very similar in many ways to the innovator's journey. So, Joe, if you can explain for myself and the listeners, what is the innovation matrix? So, like the movie, the world of innovation to me is a a little bit like the matrix. We all have paradigms that we all succumb to that keep us thinking in a certain way. And in the movie, The Matrix, people were thought they were in this reality, but mm-hmm. in fact, they were in this computer construct. So for the challenge of an, for an innovator is to break out of these paradigms, create new ways of thinking and solving these problems or escaping that matrix. The big decision for every innovator is, do I take the red pill or the blue pill? The same decision Neo had to make in the movie. Once you decide to take the red pill, you begin what I call the innovator's journey. So how does one make it through the matrix or follow the white rabbit, as they say in the movie? The innovator's journey, or following the white rabbit, is an ongoing process of learning and discovery. And I define it in five key aspects. The first is curiosity and awareness. The second is acceptance. Next is understanding. Then comes action. And then finally, continuous learning. Okay, so let's start with the first part of the journey which is curiosity and awareness. So curiosity and awareness is basically asking yourself, what is innovation? Similar to Neo in the movie, The Matrix, he had this curiosity around what The Matrix was and he wasn't satisfied until he discovered the answer. So for innovators, it's that same level of curiosity of what is innovation? What is this all about? Now, there are a lot of definitions around what innovation is, but the definition I like to use is a very simple one that I've used for many years, and it's the intersection of insights, ideas, and execution. 
Insights are all around understanding your target, your customer, what their needs are, having an intimate understanding and knowledge of their situation. Ideas is all about developing creative solutions to address the needs and the problems and the wants of your target audience. And then execution is the hard part. It's actually going out and trying and doing innovation. So you move on to the next phase, which I believe you said is acceptance. So Mike, I think you'll appreciate this. Uh, an example I like to use is Tiger Woods. Yep, Tiger Woods is a, a great figure within the sport of golf and a, I'm a fan of him for sure. Yeah, so in 1997, he won the Masters by a record 12 strokes. And for those that aren't familiar with golf, the Masters is one of four major tournaments in the sport and is widely considered the most prestigious one to win. Everybody in golf wants to win the green jacket. Mm -hmm. So typically major tournaments attract the greatest golfers around the world. And the difference at the top is very small. The winners of these tournaments usually win by one, two, three, maybe four strokes. But for the Masters, when Tiger Woods won the first time, he won by a staggering 12 strokes, which was unheard of at the time. So basically he was the best golfer in the world by far. But do you know what he did after he won the Masters? Yeah, I think he actually uh, changed his swing. He innovated, yes. is that correct? That is correct, he changed his golf swing. So imagine you just won the Masters. You are considered the greatest golfer in the world at that time. Most people, I think, would be pretty happy with themselves and say, hey, I'm the best. But Tiger Woods actually changed his golf swing which is a very difficult thing to do for a golfer because he realized that there were things he could do to be even better. And he understood that even though he had won by 12 strokes, there were always younger golfers practicing and working really hard, new technology coming up. And so he wanted to be better. And so he spent time changing his golf swing. Joe, I'm not sure if you know this, you might already, but he's actually since changed his golf swing several different times. So yep. he's had to innovate several times over. Some of it due to being innovation and trying to improve his game and other some other examples being it due to adversity, like injury, for example. He had to go through and change his stroke again in order to compete on the highest level uh, like he is today. Yeah, and again, I, I love him as an example because he epitomizes the mindset of an innovator. He really understands that it is a journey to continue being successful. And it is not that, hey, I've won, I'm the greatest, now I can just keep doing what I'm doing and I will continue to be successful. So, Joe, I could talk about golf all day, but we really <laughs> need to move on to the next uh, uh, part of the journey. So the next part of the journey is understanding, you stated. Can you uh, discuss that a little bit more? So this is the part in the Matrix movie where they plug the cable into the back of Neo's neck and he, instantaneously knew how to do martial arts. Or it was the scene when they were on a rooftop trying to escape and there's a helicopter and mm -hmm. Neo asks Trinity, hey, do you know how to fly that thing? And she calls in and says, no, I don't, but I'm gonna know in a minute. Mm -hmm. And they download the instructions on how to fly a helicopter and, and she can fly it. So unfortunately in the real world, it's not that simple. Yeah, you I can't just download information and become smarter about things. But the concept is the same understanding this part of the journey is about the learning of methods, tools, best practices all around innovation. How do we become better innovators 
based on our experience, based on others' experience, based on what we're seeing happen around the world in technology. And this takes time and effort. It's not a simple download, as I said, but it is something that everyone can do if they work at it. And there is information and data out there that we can all learn from. So the second to last step in the journey is action, Joe. Can you discuss action? What is that? So action is where the fun and the pain is in the journey. So again, in the matrix, if we use that metaphor, an example of it is the scene where Neo tries to jump from one roof to another, rooftop to another, and about halfway through, he falls really far down Mm -hmm. and falls flat on his face. And the same is true in innovation. It's a great metaphor because in innovation, we try new things. We try to jump that from rooftop to rooftop, and many times we fail. Many times we fall flat on our face. Many times it costs companies and people millions of dollars to make those mistakes. The difference is for an innovator is they get back up and they figure out what went wrong and how they can solve the problem. They're always learning from their mistakes and they're always trying to figure out what can I do differently going forward that helps me break through to that new idea. So it's a, it's a constant process of try, fail, learn until you learn how to jump from one building to another. Thomas Edison famously once said, I haven't failed, I've just found 10,000 ways that won't work. And I love this quote because it really epitomizes the mindset of an innovator. Imagine trying to find the right filament for the light bulb and trying, you know, literally, I'm not sure it was exactly 10,000 times, but literally thousands of different filaments he tried. At some point, most people would say it's impossible. This is not gonna work. There's no uh, material or element that can stay lit and create light. But Thomas Edison kept at it and had the mindset of, hey, there's just one more filament that didn't work, so I will move on to the next one. It's just mind-blowing the amount of time, effort, and materials and resources that they'd go through to create this one simple invention, but the innovation that they had to go through to do it and how he succeeded. So, The final part of the journey you call is continuous learning. Can you tell us about continuous learning, Joe? So the last part of the journey is not really an end, but it's a beginning. In The Matrix, it took Neo three movies to figure it out. But in real life, there's really no end to this part of the journey. Continuous learning is all about the mindset that innovators have, that there's always something new to learn and having the openness to look for it. Everyone likes to consider themselves as someone that likes to learn, but the reality is most people stop making an effort to learn new things when they reach a certain level of comfort or success. The ones that continue to reach new levels are the ones that understand that success is a journey and that there's always something to learn and there's always more that is happening around them that they can grow and learn from. Successful companies that think they've figured it all out are really the most vulnerable, uh, especially in today's world of technology and startups. You know, you can just ask companies like Blockbuster or Kodak, big successful companies in our lifetimes that at one point were on top of their mountains but now really no longer exist, which is really hard Mm -hmm. to kind of comprehend. But it's because new technologies, new startups came in and came up with innovative ways to deliver on a value proposition that was better than what was the old way of doing things. So that's the innovator's matrix. That's the journey that innovators go on. It's an exciting journey of ups and downs. And if you stay with it and stay in the right mindset, you can continue to be successful. So that was very insightful, and I learned a lot about the Innovator's Matrix. But for the listeners out there and myself, I feel like 
due to the complexity and different levels and everything that takes throughout each of the different steps that some might actually get trapped within that innovator's matrix. So I'm dying to know, are there methods or processes that you would recommend to help those out there stay out of being trapped within the innovator's matrix? Yeah, I think that there are many different ways, tools, practices you can use to get out of the matrix, depending on where you are in this journey. But the overarching thing that I would suggest that has helped me along my journey in this innovator's matrix is the mindset. It's having a learning mindset around, regardless of what you're working on or what phase you're at in this journey, that you can learn and continue to learn from your failure because failure is a part of innovation. Failure is something that all innovators face at some point and at many points. It's not just one failure, it's continuous failure. So the biggest thing that has helped me is just having that mindset of it's okay to fail and I will continue to learn from this failure and that I will keep pushing forward until we break through. So it's really easy to get caught in this trap of thinking that you have it all figured out, especially when you have a small taste of success. And it's a lot of hard work to continuously challenge yourself to live outside the matrix, but you have to remind yourself that it's worth the effort in the end. So before we wrap up this episode, Joe, is there any last piece of advice you'd wanna leave with our listeners that are currently trying to figure out ways to escape the innovators matrix out there? You know, the best advice I think I can offer is in the form of a quote. I love quotes. Mm -hmm. Hopefully one day people will be quoting me. (laughs) But uh, for this, I would say there's a quote from Bruce Lee, uh, the famous martial artist. And his quote is, if you always put limits on everything you do, physical or anything else, it will spread into your work and into your life. There are no limits. There are only plateaus. And you must not stay there. You must go beyond them. On the innovation journey, we often hit a wall. So if we always see it as a dead end, we will never develop truly innovative solutions. But if we understand that it's a plateau, as Bruce Lee references, we can keep learning and working until we find a breakthrough that helps us reach new levels. Joe, thank you for your time today for that last piece of advice. I know I learned a great deal from our conversation. Hopefully the listeners did as well. So thank you for sharing your time and wisdom on this podcast. Thank you, Mike. Thank you for listening to Ready for Change. If you like what you heard, please leave us a positive review and share this episode with a colleague or friend. And be sure to subscribe to Ready for Change on www.glory-global.com forward slash ready for change. Or you can find us on Apple Podcasts and other major podcast channels in order for you to never miss an upcoming episode. If you have any additional questions or suggestions, be sure to email us at readyforchange at glory-global.com. Until next time, prepare for change.